0: Welcome to another episode of the Harvest Growth Podcast focused on helping consumer product companies, inventors, and entrepreneurs harvest the growth potential of their product businesses by teaching cutting-edge marketing strategies and interviewing successful marketers, as well as product marketing experts that share their stories to inspire you to achieve hyper growth for your own business. I'm your host, John LeClaire, founder and CEO of Harvest Growth, and I believe that if you want to make your product the next household name, you just need to follow the right plan and that even the best products struggle to succeed when they step away from proven strategies that work, and I believe that you can grow profitably, which means you don't need to be a Fortune 500 company or have access to venture capital in order to grow your business. If you'd like to learn more about what we call the perfect launch process for marketing products, check out harvestgrowth.com, and if you still have questions on how you can implement this process for your business, you'll see a link on our homepage to set up a free consultation with one of our product launch specialists. Welcome back to the Harvest Growth Podcast. Today, I'm excited to interview Marcos and Mike, the founders of Beard Blanket. If you haven't seen this product, you got to check out their website. It's beardblanket.com. I'll explain it briefly. These guys will get into a much better description of how they came up with it and what exactly it is. But in short description, it's a product that you put on your face that's hot like a neoprene type fabric you put it on there get it wet before you shave and it gets rid of razor burn. So if you suffer from razor burn as you shave your face, you got to try this product. Yeah, it's super cool, uh, amazing invention. Let me do a quick introduction to to Marcos and Mike. So both of them they actually met uh, by working in the police force out in New York and they've been working together for a little while. Came up with this idea and decided to to launch it and have this entrepreneurial venture. A quick background on on Marcos. He was actually born in Puerto Rico and came over to the U.S. though in 1992, as he says, to live out the American dream. And he's really done that as he's moving towards an entrepreneurial dream, which is fun to see. Went to college in New York uh, and after that joined the police force now in the village of Hastings on the Hudson River, right? Marcos?
1: Hastings on Hudson.
0: Very. Is that the name of the village? Is it called Hastings on Hudson?
1: Hastings Hastings on
0: Hudson, correct. Cool, cool. So if you haven't been to the Hudson River, upstate New York, a little bit north of uh, New York City, it's a beautiful area. So I'm I'm jealous of you guys. It's a wonderful place to live. And Marco's also said he was the first Spanish-speaking officer in that specific department, uh, which is pretty cool. Now he's a a motorcycle police officer and has been doing that for a few years. So I'm sure he's got some interesting stories about that side of his life as well. But we also want to, of course, dive into the product. And then his business partner, Mike, Works together with Marcos on the police force, uh, lives in Yonkers, New York, if you know that area. is 30 years old with, with a young family, two young sons, and has been serving as a police officer for 10 years. So Marcos and Mike, first of all, I want to thank you for your service as police officers. Obviously, there's some danger in what you do, and I know you only do it to, to protect and serve us. So I, thank you so much for your service. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It's always nice to hear that. Absolutely. And you know, I also want to thank you for sharing your story today because it's great that you serve, a, serve you know, your fellow population, your fellow civilians on a, on a daily basis, but also as entrepreneurs. It, it's an inspiring journey and what you've been able to do in just over a year is phenomenal. So I'm excited to share or for you to share your story with our audience as well. So if you guys can maybe, if I missed anything in your intro, but I'd love for you to talk about a little bit more about your product and how and why you invented the Beard Blanket.
1: Absolutely. Um, so yeah, your intro was absolutely perfect. You hit every single point. So thank you. Uh, we're going to jump into beer blanket. So yes, as you mentioned, we're both police officers and we've been together for quite a while. I met Mike when he transferred from a different department and we both have this business like, uh, um, ideas and we love doing business and, and we started talking and and we actually kind of like, you know, our personalities hit together. So, um, one of the problems that we always encounter with being police officers is the fact that we have to shave on a daily basis. Um, and and this requirement always led us to suffer from, for, at least for me, it was ingrown hairs, razor bumps, and razor burn. I had very sensitive skin. For Mike, he has coarse hairs. So for him, he experienced the pulling, the tugging. And uh, we always, uh, I remember sitting in you know, over dinner in our PBA room and we always spoke about, hey, man, there has got to be a better way to do this. There's got to be everything. And we tried every single product, and nothing seemed to work. So it turned out that um, as a member of the motorcycle unit, I had to do a funeral escort for a fellow officer that passed away in New York City. So um, we, the funeral home was, I believe it was either in Long Island or Brooklyn. I can't remember. It's been so many that we do. But it was about probably an hour away from Westchester. It was early in the morning. It was dark. It was cold. So I had to gear up with all my winter gear. And I have bought this neoprene mask that covered pretty much the entire face. Um, we started riding early, 6 a.m. We got to the funeral home after all traffic and everything, almost close to 8 a.m. It got warm, you know. Um, so when I removed all that equipment, including that mask that I bought, I started checking my stubble, you know, like rubbing my face. And I realized, oh, my my stubbles are like really soft. My face is warm and moist. And it was at that point that the light bulb went on. And I was like, man, if we could create a mask that prepares your face and your hairs for shading, I think that's going to definitely, you know, um, enhance and, and be able to protect your skin and stop or at least reduce those ingrown hairs, razor bumps and razor brand. So I share it with Mike. And we started working on fabrics, on templates, um, modifying that big mass that I had bought, make it into something comfortable that would be able to fit you know most faces or the majority of faces. So uh, it took us you know a long time to do it, but eventually we came out with a template, and we did this ourselves. Um, and we went to a manufacturer in Long Island who actually has the connection in China. And we were, you know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth with products until they finally got the product the way we wanted it. And that's how it was born.
0: How many rounds of back and forth with China did it take to get it right? Oh, my God. Mike, how
1: many rounds do you think? (laughs) I think Mike has got, it might be busy, but it was a lot. Um, And you know what? One One of the things was like, we kept getting frustrated because, um, we were like, okay, this is it. You know, they got it. This, you know, we pretty much went through everything, and all of a sudden, it come, will come back different. The thickness was different, and we were like, what is going on? Why? You know, it was it was so weird. So it, it was very tough, and that's what took us the longest because I know how to sew. Um, so I did all the sewing on on the templates. I did everything pretty much with Mike, and it was like, please make us this. This is what we want, and they just it was back and again, and it lasted months and months and months,
0: where they kept coming back wrong. Wow! Yeah, it, it definitely happens. What I found with a lot of our clients, we you know we've helped launch thousands of products over the years. You know, we're not sourcing agents by any means, but we've we've worked with enough inventors and entrepreneurs that it's we find this all the time in China. It just it takes a while to dial it in. There's a language barrier, Absolutely. and they, you know to get it just right. Sometimes it's helpful. I found if you can create something on your own and send it over they are amazing at copying right so we all know the dangers of china if you don't do it right right they can they can knock you off or whatever but on the other side it's actually it's a strength that they have if you can send over something that is dialed in just right they will match it perfectly so they can match what you want but to dial it it, it's it's very normal process like you went through it can take a lot of time of back and forth and and once they do then it's you get a good factory and and you're you're good to go for a long time.
1: And that's, I think, one of the most frustrating things for any, uh, excuse me, inventor that, you know, is that being able to portray your idea and what you want to be done. And then it comes back and you're like, oh, my God. And it's very frustrating and very depressing. <laughs> yeah.
0: How did you find your factory originally?
1: Well, we started, uh, Mike actually will be able to uh, uh, tell you better, but I think he had to go on a call. But I think we found this uh, uh, website where it gives you a whole bunch of uh, uh, contacts of people that deal with uh, with you know products like that so we obviously wanted a neoprene it's a neoprene masses layer with co- you know with our towel material so we started looking for neoprene uh, you know, uh, I guess manufacturers and we ended up finding one in Long Island but they don't make the product there she's our middle person which we appreciate because um, you know now we could she, we know that she 's got the factory in China that she uses for all the other products that she uh, she has, so we figure okay, it might be a little more expensive for us, but I mean, at least we know that it 's going to be done right, and if there 's any problems, we could always go back to her and say, you know this is wrong what you know what can you do about it
0: yeah <laughs> And I forgot to mention earlier on the call that Mike might be jumping on and off. He's actually on call. So if he gets emergency calls coming in, we may lose him for part of this interview. But Mike, if you do end up joining back into us, feel free to jump in at any time. Um, let me ask you about, so how does it work? You just kind of describe it for us. You know, obviously it, you've got neoprene that warms up your face, but how do you prep? You put it under warm water in the sink. What, how do you make it activated?
1: So pretty much, you know, it's layered with three fabrics, uh, the neoprene, the terry cloth, which is the towel material material and the nylon. The, the outer layer obviously is just for, you know, for shows, you know, you could decorate the mask in any color and place the logo. The neoprene is important because it it, it, it maintains uh, thermal heat. So what happens is the inner layer, which is the your your terry cloth fabric, you wet it under hot water for pre-shaving. You know, that's gonna absorb that heat and maintain it as opposed to just a regular wrap. You put your mask on, and that heat and the moisture is gonna relax your skin, it's gonna open the pores, and by opening the pores, we mean releasing that uh, dirt and oil from within the pores. Um, and, and therefore, by releasing that dirt and oil, it allows more uh, moisture to be absorbed at the base of the hairs, and that makes them spike up. Uh, this allows for a closer shave, it allows for your razor to last longer because it's cutting through the hairs, through soft, and soft hair. So. It makes your, you know, it has a lot of advantages uh, in terms of like, it makes your razor last longer, it gives you a better, closer shape. And because you're preparing your hairs, you reduce and you couldn't reduce or eliminate the, the chances of getting those nasty razor bumps, razor burn, ingrown hairs, and it's great for uh, sensitive skin. What we found out during testing was like, if we wet it with nice ice cold water, now this hydrates it tightens your skin reduces inflammation and it actually produces a nice long-lasting cooling effect so it's a dual purpose mask all in one and as cops we like to get things done quick and efficient and this is the the, the beauty of it because you could probably obtain a good shape if you do it after a long hot shower but for us we wake up we gotta go to work or we get a call hey listen You got to, you know, we have this going on. You got to come in so we could jump. Do Instead of jumping in the shower, we use beer blanket. Less than a minute. You can have good shape. You feel good the rest of the day.
0: Love it. And what I, Another thing I like about it too is the sensation or feeling you get with it where it's, I, I actually chose my, my barber that I go to here locally in Colorado because I, they give me the hot towel and they wash my hair Correct. out or whatever. And it's, I don't usually do the shave there, but, but it's just, it, it just feels amazing. It's just so relaxing, right? So it's that it, relaxing it sensation as well. So It's, it's a kind of pampering, thing.
1: you're pampering. So also for yeah. people, you know, for people that want to just pamper, maybe on the weekends and get a nice pampering shape, it works perfect too.
0: Love it. Now it's, it's one of those good ideas that you hear about and you're like, why didn't anybody else think of this? Like, it seems <laughs> such an obvious idea, such a great idea. And so most of the best inventions are like that, right? It's not, Correct. you're not, because and the, the, the reason we think that way is because we realize you're not creating a problem, right? So, so many ideas come out and somebody says, hey, this will do X for you, but it's like, I don't really need that in my life. But so, this is something that everybody needs, or every man needs at least, that, that shaves on a regular basis. If you experience razor burn, it's a, it's a phenomenal product. It's, but again, right. you, you think, why don't I think of that? Because it is a problem we all experience. So is there any competition you guys are up against? No, and that's the amazing thing.
1: Because one of the things, the day that I came back from that funeral and we started talking about it and I said, okay, we got to create something like this. The first thing we did was like, okay, let's go online and see if there's anything like this. And we search and search and search, and there was absolutely nothing. Um, so that's when we jumped on it. I said, okay, we've we got to <laughs> protect this. So, we had to quickly, um, you know, start our our design and our uh, utility patents. So, um, it it was amazing. And I couldn't believe it because that was one of the other things that I had told Mike. I'm like, you know, if we ever invent something, it's got to be something, number one, that it doesn't cost a lot to make for us. And number two, that uh, it solves the problem and that nobody else has. And when we came up with this, we were amazed.
2: So... It was great for us. That was a big difference too. Um, I don't know if you saw the new Gillette razor that came out, the heated razor. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of these companies are starting to shift towards the the preparation side of shaving. And but that razor goes for, I think it's for like hundred ninety nine dollars for that razor. Wow, a lot of money for people, a lot of money for me. And that's what our product is different: is that it actually starts before the skin; it's in the skin where the preparation starts, which is what our product does. The heated razor is just; it's still topical; it's not getting to in the skin doesn't solve the problem and you're paying $200 for it ours is $20 it's nice and uh, it's cheap but it works and it's reusable it's gonna last months and months so that was the biggest key for us keep it simple and that's what we did and I think we solved the problem hopefully we just get it out there and more people know that it's there and they can have a better shave and reduce all these nasty side effects
0: that's great thank you Mike and I, I think You guys have taught us a couple things right here. One is if you, before you get too far with your invention, make sure you do search everywhere as, as Marcos and Mike have done on this. Make sure you look out and see if there's competition because so often, time, so often you may come up with a great idea and you've never heard of something else that's competitive to this, but it may be out there and you, know, you may run infringe on patents or the, your market may already be saturated, but you're just unaware of it. So doing that search is very important to make sure you've got that covered. And the other piece that Mike just mentioned is it's great to see, I would say proof of concept from bigger companies like Gillette when they come out, even though their product is not as good, it's it, what it does is it proves like clearly they spend millions on research before they launch something. So they realize there's a need for it. Right. So they realize that that heat benefit is there. You guys are solving it in a different and better way. But the nice thing is they've now proven this market. So it's another reason that that reduces the risk for you that, okay, there's demand for this. And frankly, Correct. it's going to be nice because they're going to help raise awareness for this issue yes. or this solution you know this type of solution and so people start searching around and find you as well so that's a that's a big benefit for you guys Great point absolutely, absolutely. What, what kind of challenges have you guys run into now that you've let's say you know we move on past the manufacturing and sourcing part of this and you're into the marketing or growth of the business what kind of challenges have you guys run into
1: marketing pretty much that's the hardest part you know um you know we 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 thought that once we created the product, we could place it on Amazon and that would be it. Um, However, we realized that, you know, you placing that product on Amazon and it's like, uh, I think one of our, our best friends, uh, Lori, who created a product called uh, soulmate. She explains it the best. It's like you have creating a store on top of a building and you're at the last, uh, the last floor. How are you going to get people to realize that your store is up there? So that's what the Amazon, um, how Amazon is. You 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 can have a great product, but as long as you don't have it in front of people, um, they're never gonna find it. So we realized We realize that now we gotta spend some money on marketing in order to have our product shown to people. Um, we also one of the things that Mike and I, you know, as police officers, we have families, we have houses, we have kids, we have a lot to take care of. You know, we don't have an, an extreme budget that we could use. So we create our own, um, try to do our own advertising on Instagram, meaning we create a lot of posts, try to be uh, original, try to uh, uh, pretty much hit the topics of what beer Blankets does, and try to relate uh, our product to the, to the problem, which is ingrown hairs, razor bumps, a sensitive skin, and obtaining a better shape. Um, but yes, one of the main problems is like, yeah, now you have a great product. How are you going to show it to millions and millions of people? You know, and that's where marketing is a huge, huge factor, you know, for any inventor. You know, you need money in order to be able to bring it out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're actually good friends with Lori as well and are helping her with her marketing efforts. We just interviewed her on the podcast a couple weeks ago. And uh, her story is great also where she's got in early enough on Amazon where, in her words, it was much, much easier back then. And so she's got this... Uh, groundswell of attention already because she's been on there so long. It gets harder and harder every year as as the platform gets a little bit more saturated. But even with that, she's starting to see her business plateau because you know amazon you've got to as you mentioned bring traffic in from other sources you can't rely on anymore just on amazon for most products especially for innovative products like yours right where it's absolutely general people aren't aware of it they're not searching for you know a hot towel or whatever you want to call a category right, to appreciate unless they're aware of it because nothing else out there it is out there so when you've got something totally unique like this you've got to draw attention to the brand and, and, and bring people in from other sources. So Absolutely. that's the right way to think about it, great. So what's been the most successful marketing initiative you guys have done so far, the technique or tactic?
1: Uh, you know, uh, to be honest with you, a lot of social media stuff, a lot of videos. You know, um, uh, myself and Mike, we both are posting videos of us shaving, describing the problems, Showing how beer blanket work. and pretty much our our goal right now is trying to educate people that it, it, you can have the best razor, you can have the best shaving cream, but unless you combine that with a good preparation, you're never going to achieve that. You know, at least that in that perfect shape, maybe every once in a while, but a really good shape, reducing all the problems. And up until you know last year. You know, I kept trying every single product, not knowing that it's all about preparation. If you prepare yourself and your skin and everything, you know, you're going uh, to create a better surface for the razor to uh, glide, and it's just going to complete that perfect shape.
0: Love it. Now you guys, your background is not in business, right both of your police officers, and so it's a, I would say a, not a normal transition into launching you have not at least not educationally, right, but you're finding sure. success. so how did you, you make that jump? How did you start to learn all these techniques that are i'm sure there's some trial and error involved, but what, what sources have been helpful to you?
1: Well, for me, uh, I also own a landscaping business uh, and i've been uh, doing that for about six years, so uh, a little bit of the marketing from landscaping and dealing with people and listening to the problems. So, you know, hey, my my grass is not growing. So, you know, that's some of the areas that I would, I used to um, market on Facebook and stuff like that. But also a lot of reading and a lot of listening to podcasts like yours um, It just listening to other people's problems and how they were able to solve them, that's a really great way. And especially nowadays with social media, you know, everything is in the internet, everything is available. Available, you know, at the, you know, just like this, at the quick, at the snap of your fingers, you know, you can find a lot of stuff, you know, as opposed to years before where you had to go to a library. <laughs> and, yeah. And so it, it is amazing, you know, the information is there. You just got to take advantage of it and use it and use it towards your advantage.
2: And you gotta, you gotta actually try it. Like you're gonna fail. It's gonna come out shitty the first time or whatever. But at least you try, and that's probably where you learn the most. Is when it's like, all right, that didn't work, but this worked. So let's keep this. Get rid of this. And just trial and error, and that's the hardest part is just doing it, knowing that it might not come out perfect every time you do it. You probably improved, and before you know it, six months down the road, you've improved a lot. Realize it on certain things.
0: So. Yeah. Well, and I, I, what I like about your story specifically is you've done in I think it was March of 2018 when you first had this idea and started to launch, and uh, you know it's been a, a you know not that long, just over a year that to find success in this, that's what you've done is shrunk the learning process through the trial and error process much faster than most entrepreneurs. Uh, so it's, it's just proof that, you know, if you get out there and you said, just, as you said, just, just do it right. Get, start moving. And when you move, you find, you learn, you can make mistakes and you learn from them or whatever. And clearly that's part of that, that success journey is just, is action, right? Getting out there and trying stuff. Right. Um, and right. I don't, don't,
1: don't feel embarrassed. You know, you're yeah. going to fail. You know, get up and do it again. You know, that's the yeah. only way. Unless you have tons and tons of money where you could pay a huge marketing uh, company to do it for you, which most inventors don't have that. That's the only way to do it.
0: Yeah. And you also talked about touching base with like Lori as an example from my soulmate, um, but finding others that have had success and learning from them. And she is <laughs> phenomenal at sharing and helping others. And there are many other people like that, too, where it's, uh, you know, just finding somebody that you, know, you fit with and can become friendly exactly. with. And, you know, you share help them in certain ways and, and you'll get some help back in return as well, just in terms of advice from people that have been through it. So that's, that's great advice. Thank you. So is there, is there anything else I haven't asked that you'd like to share with our audience? Um, oh, man. One of the
1: questions I feel um, that is really uh, something I want to touch. Um, couple, actually, a couple of questions. Number one, you know, uh, what would I tell my 20-year-old self is, you know, for those young people right now that would like to invent something, you've got to change your mindset. You've got to start looking at things different. Like, even if you look at anything, a pencil, whether it's how can I change this? How can I make it better? How can I solve problems? That's one thing on the mindset. Um, another thing that, another problem that uh, going back to uh, uh, problems that we face is how do we market this? What will be our perfect customer? And Mike and I uh, keep asking this question. It's like, what's our perfect customer? When we started, we were like, well, it'd be anybody who shades. But with time, we realized that Number one, young people, we realize they're still not ready to shave. Some of them don't even know how to shave. I have a little cousin that is 21, and he cuts himself. He doesn't know how to shave. So we started uh, looking at, you know, the ages, and then we started looking at people like are probably over 37, 38. Some people are like, nope, that's the way I've been shaving for years. I'm not changing it. So, for us, we started trying to minimize our age range. And right now, we're up to from 27 to 35, meaning 27, because nowadays we feel that most people are starting to get jobs at around that age. And then our gap will be 35, meaning that I think past that age, people already have been shaving their own way and it will be hard to change. Um, We're still trying to bring down that perfect customer, but it's, it's Again, just like Mike said through trial and error, uh seeing our statistics statistics on our ads, see what age range is, is hitting most and uh working to that.
0: That's awesome. And it's great. You know, I I always Taught, teach, preach, however you want to say it about the process of testing and learning and, and then acting on those. So you've done a great job with that is, you know, don't just launch it and hope it works and, but really pay attention to the data that comes back in. So as you get learnings back on the you know, age demographics for one great example, adjusting your business and capitalizing on those learnings makes all the difference. So that's a great example for Absolutely. all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Well, my Marcos and Mike, I really appreciate your time this morning. This has been a lot of fun. It's a awesome product and a really cool story too. And it's fun chatting with you guys. I do want to encourage our audience. Please go check out their product at beardblanket.com. or you can actually go to Amazon and they've been kind enough to offer a 15% off promo code on Amazon. If you enter the code harvest, H A R V E S T 15, the number 15. So harvest. One five, use that as a promo code on Amazon. You'll save 15% on your order. And uh, you know, they've got a great return policy at Amazon, but you're not going to need it. This is a, an amazing product. Uh, just get it in your home, try it out. And you're going to love it. But if, if nothing else, you know, even if you don't suffer, if, you, if you've got a beard and you don't shave or you're you know, a, a, a female and don't shave, uh, certainly go to the website and check it out just to see what these guys have done. They've, they've got some great examples of uh, marketing efforts, of some of the organic style videos that they've done, and just a really cool product. So Marcos and Mike, thank you again. I really appreciate it.
2: Thank you so much. John, thank you so much.
0: Thank you for your valuable insights and for taking the time to share your story. Our audience of inventors, entrepreneurs, and product marketers will benefit greatly from what you've taught us today. For the listeners, go to their website to learn more. Also be sure to check out harvestgrowthpodcast.com to see other episodes that we have recorded. And if you like this episode and you want to learn more about how you can profitably grow your consumer product business, please subscribe to our show and leave us a review on iTunes or Google Play.